chance. Yenmark down the middle, scores! Matias Yenmark, short-handed goal! From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at lvsportsnetwork.com. Puck comes out high, Wah gets the puck, off to the races, into the zone, the righty, right circle, backhander, he scores! What a move! Nicholas Wah gets the Knights back in the lead! is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace out at Finley North Volkswagen. Going to want to come by, say hello to me. One of the one of the rare chances I'm out here in the wild by myself. Jared Justice, he's back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Jared, you know what to do. Home of the... Woo! Oh, boy. That was a really strong woo from Jared Justice, and it must be because we have somebody very, very special joining the show right now. It is the one, the only Darren Millard back on the VGK Insider Show. Hey, Darren. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing better than Jared's woo. Can't can answer my phone that. calls, huh? <laughs> like what? What happened? There? That was from the bottom of your heels that you that you pulled that thing out. That was that was a little scratchy, buddy. I have literally chicken on my counter. Why? Well, yeah, I, I I guess so. And you're <laughs> out at uh, Finley North Volkswagen. That is like one of my favorite stops. Uh, last yeah. time we were out there, we were hanging out with. Uh, uh, William Carrier, who we are, we got to see at practice today. So things yep. coming full circle uh, with the with the VGK and uh, at an opportunity to uh, I, was, I was holding out this this I, I really didn't have any accident at all. Uh, there was nothing wrong with my brain <laughs> at all. Uh, I was simply holding out until the Vegas Gold Knights control their own destiny, and that is officially today. The Vegas Gold Knights went out. They are in. Uh, they are driving the bus right now, which is awesome, Ryan. We've waited a yeah. long time for this. The desert bus. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's a really good situation for the Golden Knights to be in, and we're going to get uh, a little bit more in-depth on the clearest path or the best path for the Golden Knights to make the playoffs. But by virtue of a big-time win for the Calgary Flames last night over the Dallas Stars, the Vegas Golden Knights, if they win out and if they beat Dallas next week in regulation, the Golden Knights control their own fate. They are in the playoffs in those scenarios. So uh, it, it's really a great situation for the Golden Knights to be in. And, Darren, it makes a lot of sense that you would, the ultimate optimistic uh, pundit in this town, that you would hold out until there was a, a case for the Golden Knights to win out and control their own destiny. We, we are there. We are yeah. at that spot where... The Vegas Golden Knights uh, control what happens to them. If they win out, they're in. Even if they don't win out, if they get some help from uh, from other teams uh, with the Dallas Stars, they're in. And then there's a couple of other uh, situations. I uh, some credit uh, that that's uh, all of this and uh, and suffering a concussion through a bike accident going to do the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Uh, I think I've seen the uh, the error in my ways. And that is, like, the, the, the Calgary Flames are a really good hockey club. And in watching that game last night uh, against the Dallas Stars, that was impressive. When you look at the, uh, all the 
the layers of stats that, that go with uh, the Calgary Flames, from goaltending, from coaching, from championships to uh, to that uh, that top line with with their plus minus. Yeah. Uh, that's a team. I, I know Daryl Sutter called the, the the Colorado Avalanche like facing them uh, a waste of eight days, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which was one of the funnier lines that we've ever heard from Daryl Sutter. <laughs> I, I'm not sure the Calgary Flames would be uh, any longer than than, than eight days. Uh, in fact, I'll, I'll take my chances against the the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, certainly with Vegas and what they've been able to do the last little bit uh, against the Avalanche compared to the Calgary Flames. That's an impressive team. Yeah, it, it is. It sounds a lot to me, Darren, like you're saying I was right. It, it is. Yes. There's a right. long I'll, way around that. I'll, uh, I'll take that for, for everything that it's worth. I, I was in on the Calgary Flames early on in the season. They are an absolute wagon right now. They've been fantastic. Uh, you've got two guys over 100 points in Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau. Like th- that is a team that is clicking on all cylinders right now, and, and I think that you know the fact of the matter is um, they're going to be good, and, and they're, they're lining up for a really good opponent in the first round, but you, you mentioned it, the Golden Knights, if they're able to get into the playoffs right now, the clearest path will be that wild card spot. It would more or less be the second wild card depending on how the Nashville Predators finish up the season, which would create one of the most talked about first round matchups, I think anywhere, the Colorado Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights some some reward for Colorado being the best team in the Western Conference to have to get a, a Vegas team on the rise and getting healthier. Yeah, and timing of it, right? Yeah. Like where where, where Vegas was three months ago to where Vegas was uh, six weeks ago, to where Vegas was uh, maybe a week ago, to now. Uh, and having uh, Pacioretty and a stone back in the lineup, William Carrier practicing mm-hmm. uh, today. We'll get into the goaltending uh, in just uh, a little bit because that's an important uh, part of, of what's going on with this hockey club. But, uh, but the health and the confidence uh, of this team from a defensive standpoint with six National Hockey League blue liners available, and then uh, the the lineup uh, up front, which has been disseminated uh, and distributed around to the point where uh, it's uh, there's some pairings that we've never ever seen before, but able to uh, to pull out some points. Uh, it's 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 been really impressive. And you know what I love the best about all of this, uh, Ryan, is we're not watching anybody back into uh, a playoff spot. I mean. What's Vegas over the last twelve games, and and they're barely making up any ground uh, on anybody. Uh, the Edmonton, you, you basically to land in Medicine Hat right now in Alberta to have any type of good vibe uh, around you when you're when you're looking at a playoff matchup right now. Uh, with all due respect to the to the Tigers uh of the western hockey league because edmonton's been going great uh la's been been playing great uh calgary's been been awesome mm-hmm. uh dallas has has been uh with that with that top line has has been going great and nashville like everybody's playing really good down the stretch here to try and earn this final spot yeah you're you're spot on there and you know the the los angeles kings you you wondered how they were going to respond after getting absolutely shellacked against the colorado avalanche and they've won their last three decisions. They've done it really convincingly. Jonathan Quick seemingly hitting another gear, turning it back to 2012. So the Kings are, are playing well. The Oilers have, have really, in my estimation, uh, committed more to to playing a responsible game and and 
taking what the game is giving them in, in key moments, and they're getting goaltending right now. And, and, you know, you look at all those teams that, that you mentioned, Edmonton, Los Angeles, Nashville, Dallas, like those teams are getting solid goaltending at the, the Dallas Stars, though. Uh, a disappointing road trip through Western Canada has put them in a position where they don't control their own fate anymore, and that has really benefited the Vegas Golden Knights. And to your point, Vegas has to do something with this opportunity in front of them, and it's going to start on Sunday against the San Jose Sharks, and it was set up because of a thrilling comeback victory against the Washington Capitals. Uh, Distill your thoughts on a wildly entertaining game between Washington and Vegas from Wednesday night. Well, historic. Uh, yeah. and, and let's just start from the, the Golden Knights standpoint. You have to go out and you have to follow up uh, what was uh, one of the more disappointing results of the season against the New Jersey Devils uh, the, the game before. And you, you've you got uh, the greatest goal scorer of all time in two years uh, from now. Uh, we can prematurely call him that, uh, in Alexander Ovechkin. Uh, he treats T-Mobile like his own personal arena uh, between the NHL Awards and the Stanley Cup and uh, the various accomplishments. Like He's right at home in that building. And then you have to go out and you have to, to, to win a hockey game. And uh, it takes a coach's challenge to get you out of the first period even. Uh, and Dave Rogowski, uh, uh who would probably walk into Finley North Volkswagen and, and not turn many heads, uh, maybe the guy that, that makes the decision uh, on this season uh, to to stem the tide, and that buys Pete DeBoer some some time to make the goalie change uh, in the most unpredictable fashion. One on thirteen uh, for Robin Leonard in that first period, and uh, there's there's not many guys that that would make that change. And that uh, I'll add on to that: Pete DeBoer's not a guy that makes goalie changes mm-hmm. flat out. He doesn't make goalie changes, and and he was following his gut instinct in in that regard. And uh, Vegas scores those two goals in the third period, and you wonder, okay, is this is this the turning of the tide? And it still goes to overtime, uh, thanks to uh, Alexander Ovechkin and and being able to score his fiftieth goal. Uh, how many times have have you watched somebody in the same building score a fiftieth goal? Uh, there's a handful of, I was going through this uh, with my wife Jen the other day, like uh, how many times have we watched somebody score 50 goals in person? It's a, it's a very rare fact. That's that's historic. So yeah. there's that side of it. And then you, you pull out the victory in uh, unexpected circumstance with, with Jay Theodore uh, busting loose and uh, with Logan Thompson in that. Uh, it, it, it was freaky. It was wild. It was unexpected. Uh, kind of what this season has has been like, and then at the end of the day, Vegas controls its own path to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, uh, it, it, we we shouldn't be surprised at at what happened uh, against Washington, but the same right, uh, the same path. Um, they they were able to uh, to to generate a victory where uh, I think a, a lot of teams uh, uh, would would just fold up the tent and. Uh, that was that was as much between Rogowski and DeBoer, uh, mm-hmm. a coaching victory, as any that uh, that we've seen this year. At what point did you feel like Vegas was going to turn the tide and win? Uh, when Shea Theodore uh, <laughs> celebrated a center ice with Logan Thompson uh, after the game. Like, I honestly wouldn't have been surprised if there was some kind of uh, uh, clock malfunction or uh, offside or challenge or yeah. – 
whatever. Like, uh, like uh, when 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 Shea Theodore got to the locker room and uh, and he did his post game interview with Ashley Vice on the uh, on the TV side. Uh, that uh, that's about the, uh, the the stage that uh, that I was at, and and remember, like the last two days for me mm-hmm. have been a real turning point in 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 my status and in my health. Yeah. Uh, I would say on on Wednesday I was still in a in a slight fog uh, of things, so I was still uh, not really trusting my my what I was seeing, what I was feeling, what I was hearing. Uh, a full 100 percent so uh that that was uh that was impressive and and jay theodore i mean you you look at a career year and i'll just go back like Dodonov scores 20 goals this season yeah i think i think Dodonov scoring 20 goals that's good uh Dodonov's going to lead this team in power play goals this year you brought him in to be a power play specialist He's done that. Shea Theodore having a, a career year, uh, the, the, the way he's been able to, to rack up. They acquired Jack Eichel. Like, there's all these little things uh, on the surface that you look at and go, boy, at the start of the year, if you would have told me that, mm-hmm. that that'd be really good things. But they've also been uh, a, a, a sort of uh, uh, small benefactors of, of something else like the Donovs leading this team in power play goals because everybody else has been hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Basically, uh, Shea Theodore has found his rhythm lately, but uh, is having a career year because everybody else has been uh, on the sidelines and they've had to ride him uh, a lot more. Uh, so there's been different reasons why these guys have had, had career years. But uh, uh, getting back to the the initial question, uh, when when Shea and Logan Thompson hugged it out. At center ice, uh, that's when I thought, okay, this this ended up being a, a good night. VGK Insider Show with Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard joining us here. Reunited, it feels so, so good. Chris Chapman, late scratch. We will keep an eye on his availability come next week. I'm glad that Darren is no longer on the horizon, but here with us to open up the show on a Friday as I'm out here at Finley North Volkswagen uh, Azure Drive. Northtown, you want to get down here, you know where it's at. It's a great building. It's the biggest in. dealership in Nevada, and, yeah. and, and actually in, in the western continent uh, that, that we've seen. Like, it's huge. It's wild. It's it's, uh, it's like a, a spaceship, but a cool spaceship where you know everything uh, where everything is. I, I, love, I love it up there. 7500 West Azure Drive, Finley North Volkswagen. Just an awesome place. Lots of cars that I just see going out for test drives. It's fantastic stuff. So, Darren, uh, you, you mentioned it already, and we're going to dig into it right now. Goaltending the Vegas Golden Knights, it's always a story. It's been a story all year. Um, first of all, like, were, were you surprised that it, was low, that it was Robin Leonard to start against Washington? And then if you were in that situation, how surprising was it to you that Pete made the goalie change going into the second period? Uh, not totally surprising, given the veteran status uh, that he holds and how important and how pressure-packed the next week is going to be. So uh, he, he shut out the Washington Capitals in his only appearance uh, head-to-head earlier this year. Uh, so that was uh, that's a huge part of it. And coming off the road trip and, and coming home, uh, you, you lean on him a little bit. So... Not, uh, not, not taken aback. The change coming out for the second mm-hmm. when Derek England looked at me and mouthed new goalie, uh, <laughs> and you look down and you see Logan Thompson in a, in a brand new kit, by the way. 
never never wore yeah. those gloves and pads in a game before. Yeah. So what uh, what a what a situation that is. Like we all we all buy new shoes or whatever, and we go out and we go, oh, so we can get you today. This will be fine. I hope there's no blisters. Uh, uh, so he's out there and immediately looked to see if Robin was on the bench, and he was one of the first guys on the bench, mm-hmm. and which uh, was encouraging, but also puzzling, mm-hmm. in the sense of I thought if Logan was going to go in. It would because uh, be because uh, Robin Leonard was banged up, yeah, and and that didn't appear the case. And and Derek and I talked about it uh, off air, and we were both of the same agreement. But I'll give him full credit uh, that uh, that if if Robin was hurt, he would be getting some kind of treatment, and then the e bug would be half dressed in the hallway probably uh, with a can beside him, ready to throw up, uh, knowing what was at, at stake during uh, the course of the game. Heck, uh, Logan Thompson uh, would probably be, be in, in, in that regard. But, Aren't but Robin you the... was there uh, with that. Aren't you the emergency no. backup going? Practice. Not not emergency. I practice. Ah. Yeah, we're and, talking and, about well, practice. And, and there's another layer to that as well uh, today. So, so Robin ends up uh, spending time on the bench, and we, we wait, and it becomes apparent after a while that, that he's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the post-game press conference uh, from, from Pete is that, uh, that he made a, a change in that regard. And, and again, this is the guy that, that rolled out Martin Jones for that much-publicized series mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in year two. Never made a change. And uh, on the outside, looking in, I didn't live in Vegas at the time. Pete was coaching in, in San Jose at the time. Uh, we were coming at this from very different spots. I was shocked that he never made a change, yeah. uh, which spoke to his options at the time, mm-hmm. uh, but also uh, his, his uh, faith in goaltending and his reluctance to make changes. He, he, he does not make changes. Um, today, uh, they don't practice yesterday. Today, Logan Thompson is the goaltender, and the goalie coach, Mike Rosati, is the other goalie. And that that perked my uh, spidey senses. And I'm probably more surprised that Pete made the change against Washington than I ever was that Robin made the first start. Uh, today, I'm not as surprised uh, because Robin, Robin uh, looks after his body. He takes... Uh, he takes care of things. He takes maintenance days. He doesn't practice in the morning of games. Uh, I wasn't as surprised uh, at this, although there was the report uh, today uh, from ESPN that uh, there's season-ending surgery on the horizon yeah. for Robin Leonard. But uh, as we go to the clips right now, if I can do that with, with Jared, uh, this was Pete DeBoer's reaction uh, after practice to that report from ESPN. Uh, not to my knowledge. Uh, it was a maintenance day today. I expect him at practice tomorrow. I expect him dressed on Sunday. So that's uh, short and sweet uh, <laughs> from Pete DeBoer as Mike Rosati uh, pulled uh, uh, superhuman uh, efforts today uh, and double duty uh, as the goalie coach and then the uh, uh, as the, the second goaltender uh, practice today. And uh, I don't know how many of our listeners were there, but it was an incredible vibe. At practice today, the amount of laughing and stick tapping and cheering and uh, uh, just fun uh, throughout the building uh, at City National Arena 
made it feel like old times, guys. Like you would have thought that this was a team that was up by 15 and bound for first place, uh, the way that they reacted today. And there was some guys that, that weren't uh, out there that were taking maintenance days. But, uh, but I thought the, the attitude and the performance today and the level of uh, fun factor really bodes well. Uh, for this coming weekend, it just it, it had uh, between the the help that they got yesterday and and uh, the result that they gave themselves uh, against the Washington Capitals, it was a different feel around the rink today. Which which is kind of where you want to be, I think, if you're the Golden Knights, right? Yeah. you got to You got to be loose. You got to have fun. You have to, you know. I, I thought one of the things Pete said going into the game against the Washington Capitals that uh, it, it was a player that, that he quoted saying any day you're in the NHL is a good day. And, and I think that having a little bit of, of that lighthearted energy around the team, especially in a moment like they're in right now where you have to do a lot of winning and it's going to be tough. Uh, it can only bode well for, for the team as, as they go into a very important game against the team that they've absolutely owned in the San Jose Sharks. But the, the question when it comes to goaltending, obviously the reports were out there this morning. Pete, we just heard from Pete in terms of what his expectations are for Robin uh, tomorrow and then going into Sunday. But the, the question, Darren, and, and I think I lean one way. I'm, not, I'm curious to see where you lean. Logan Thompson's getting the net on Sunday, right? Like that, that's, is that a foregone conclusion, or are we looking at it from a different angle that, that we shouldn't be? Well, I think the same way as you do, that Logan Thompson came in and found a way to win that game uh, against the Washington Capitals, uh, against a superstar that was searching for personal history uh, in it uh, along the same same lines. But he he made some saves down the stretch in that game and coming off the bench in a, in a really difficult situation, uh, I would be shocked. Uh, that uh, that it's anybody but Logan Thompson uh, in the goal. In, in fact, Pete DeBoer kind of made it straight like, uh, that we expect Robin to practice tomorrow and then uh, dress on on Sunday. Well, dress is different than starting. Sure. And Pete doesn't usually put a word uh, out of place. So uh, I, I think uh, without asking, uh, I think we know the goaltender will will start on on Sunday. The big question right now uh and through uh, until Pete talked today was mm-hmm. was the status uh of Robin Leonard and and David Shane from the Ruby Journal uh was was great in that press conference and kind of uh put uh put himself out there and and wanted to know like where the the disconnect is between this report from uh, a league partner mm-hmm. uh, uh, uh regarding Robin Leonard and and Pete DeBoer's comments uh, asserting that uh, that Robin Leonard is healthy enough to to practice tomorrow and and uh, and dress on Sunday, uh, where that is. And uh, I thought Pete's answer was pretty strong uh, coming off the uh, the the follow up by uh, David Chain. What I said was nobody's a hundred percent healthy. You know. Yeah. There's there, there's what what I said. What I said was, and I clarified, in my conversations with Robin and everyone involved, and there's been no, uh, nothing physically that would keep him from performing and going out there and performing for us. There's been no red flags that way. So, 
you know, nobody, nobody's healthy 82 games in. Everyone needs something. Uh, and that's why at the end of the season, you get, you get the laundry list of things that everyone's dealing with. But the, the, as far as my knowledge goes, and that's, you know, personal conversations with the player, there has not been a play issue. So it's as simple as I can make it. I'm not, you know, and I'm not, I'm not a doctor. You either can play or you can't play. He's not a doctor. He's he's a lawyer. <laughs> yes, which he is. which Me makes too. him a really intelligent human being. Yeah. Uh, so so that put that puts him uh, way above uh, way above my pay grade. But I I think it uh, it does again speak to. Oh, one, uh, that there's no easy days and will never be an easy day in 2021, 2022 uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. And number two, that Logan Thompson is the guy. Yeah, be a champagne caviar lawyer. You know it. <laughs> uh, if uh, Maybe a slider. And, and a French fry lawyer. You're, you're, a big burger. you're a big burger guy, aren't you? Big burger guy. Favorite burger Huge ever? Burger. Uh, five Guys. Yeah. Ooh, that's weird, yeah. but all right. I like it. <laughs> Why is it weird, Jared? Why is that weird? <laughs> because it's, I mean, it's not It's not where people go. Like, Five Guys <laughs> is not a typical, like, I'm a Whataburger guy. Lots of people are in and out guys. You don't get a lot of Five Guys. Yeah, I, I need to park my car if I'm going for a good burger. And five guys in the I park my car. <laughs> you right. have both hands available. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to get to find a way to get out of the car and, and get both hands around. I, I don't need to be in the like, original chicken sandwich. I can park in the third spot on the left and, mm-hmm. and enjoy that. But for a good burger, I need to get out of my car. It's a two-hander. Yeah. All right. No, that's good. Um, and it's an investment. I like. I love my five guys, but it's an investment too. <laughs> so, all right, Darren. Like, I, I, I think, I think we've we've done a pretty good job of of kind of painting the picture where where Who do you think tended. starts. I, I think it's Logan Thompson. Like, I, I, I thought it was going to be Logan Thompson going into the game against the Washington Capitals. I just, you know, I looked at kind of the commentary from Pete after the New Jersey Devils game, and I was surprised that it wasn't Logan Thompson to start. And I felt like once you made that change in game, and then you get some of the saves that Logan was able to make in that third period. You get uh, the, the cat and mouse game between Logan and Alex Ovechkin, and then you get the comeback win. I, I just, I think. Right now, if you're looking at results, Logan's had the results more often than not over his last eight or nine games played. You got to win out. You got to go with the guy that's getting the results. Ferguson. <laughs> He's not available right now. Uh, so uh, Mike Rosati uh, was strong in the scrimmage today. So I, I think he might be uh, right up there. I'll, I'll say this about Logan Thompson. Uh, he wants it all, and he wants it right now. And we we all know those kinds of uh, people that uh, want to push the envelope and push the curve a little bit. Uh, he's been a pro for a couple of years, and there's part of me, certainly at the end of last season and and this season, where I thought, "Geez, Logan, like appreciate what you've got right now, mm-hmm. and and what's in the future, and this is going to be so awesome." Uh, He's been the perfect, and I've been. I, I think I was right then, but I'm. I'm. I think I'm right 
uh, about him right now in that his confidence level and the way he sees himself in the net is the perfect person for this team. Uh, he's not walking in hoping to have He's not walking in hoping to catch management's eye. He's known Kelly for a long time. Uh, and he's, he's a guy that believes he's ready for this. Mm-hmm. He's uh, a guy that believes that he's capable of this uh, on every different level, whether it's facing Alexander Ovechkin or, or not. And uh, I think that confidence uh, out of him uh, has meant the most in his ability to be able to produce the nine wins that he's been able to produce. I'm, I'm a long way off from comparing him uh, to to the Drydens or the Waz or the mm. Pennies or the, the Jordan Biddingtons. Yeah. I'm still not there yet uh, because there's there's a, a proving ground that still has to take place. But boy, oh boy, do I think that the attitude that Logan Thompson has uh, is a perfect match and the perfect need for this team right now. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you, Darren. And we'll we'll see how that kind of ends up playing out over the weekend for the Vegas Golden Knights as, again, they have a big-time game against the San Jose Sharks. Final home game of the regular season before going on the road and finishing up with three more games, none more important, I would imagine, than the game against the Dallas oh. Stars next week. Now, I, I know we've only got you for this first segment, so we might go a little bit long here. But um, obviously – it's unfortunate news earlier today uh, about the passing of Guy Lafleur uh, at 70 years old after a long battle with cancer. It, mm-hmm. It's a player that was before my time watching hockey. And so while I have you on here, just your thoughts on uh, the life and the legacy of Guy Lafleur. Uh, flamboyant. Yeah. Uh, just being able to, and this was an arrow before helmets. Uh, where the the hair flowed and the jersey rippled in the in the wind, and he would come down and he would make things happen off the wing, and he would score goals. Uh, never mind the fact that uh, that he was uh, fascinating. Uh, he was one of those players that uh, that always garnered attention because uh, he flew helicopters in the off season. Uh, he was uh, he was well known as a, as a smoker between. Periods of between uh, between games, like there there was a whole lot about Gil uh, Fleur that uh, that uh, that bucked uh, uh, the the traditional part uh, of being an athlete, uh, and and you also put him on. And here's the really interesting part: uh, Hall of Famer uh, with with the greatest franchise in the National Hockey League. But like, I'm not sure he was ever the best player in the game. Uh, for for a, a longer stretch, but he might might have been the most flamboyant, the most entertaining player in the game uh, because of it. Uh, that that number ten in, in Montreal will be uh, synonymous with Guy for forever. Uh, every team would have taken him on on their club as as a, somebody to be able to turn around. But uh, but as far as being the like top echelon player. Uh, there was always somebody that seemed to be able to to have have a little bit more talent. Uh, those players were impressive. Uh, their trophy cases all pained, and uh, compared to to Guy Lafleur, there was there was like uh, uh, he, he had to replace his his wall unit a couple of times because he had too many trophies <laughs> uh, over the course of uh, his lifetime. 
So while he was never ever the 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 best player in the game, I think the the best goal scorer for a while. Uh, but there's a difference there. And we've seen that with with Alexander Ovechkin. Uh, uh, you would take his talent and his trophy gaze all all day of the week, and uh, it's a really sad day for our sport. Yeah, wonderfully said, Darren. Uh, listen, I can't really tell you how nice it's been to have a conversation with you that has lasted now 32 minutes not just me but just have a conversation well conversation you 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 haven't have you listened to the show like chapman's been talking i'm here chapman's been talking a lot but no you're you're absolutely right like it's it's been really nice to to kind of get you back on here to to have your thoughts your your insights into uh, this stretch drive for the Golden Knights. Uh, uh, so, buddy, just continue to rest up, continue to get better, and uh, hopefully Monday we're we're back on here, you and I, and, and we're talking about a big win from Sunday night and looking at that Dallas game with with uh, with a lot of of expectations and a lot of awesome vibes going into it. I cannot wait, uh, and I just want to give a shout out to all the fans and everybody that's uh, correspondent sent me notes. Uh... Uh, I haven't got back to everybody, but uh, it's been a challenge at times. And uh, my family's amazingly supportive, and I don't remember everything that happened. But I do know that uh, that uh, you and Chapman and uh, all of our listeners have been uh, really supportive. Uh, Nate and Garrett and everybody with the Vegas Golden Knights uh, at Gordon have been so awesome. Uh, Ashley uh, have been uh, great in, in, in making me feel uh, uh comfortable uh when to come back and and when to do my job so it's uh it, it hasn't been unnoticed that uh that the the lover on the las vegas valley has been there he shit his pants he was puking he was doing everything so uh, enough that's <laughs> there's some that's, of that too that's a that's a jared justice special right there fantastic good stuff jared <laughs> why do you guys have so many drops we can talk about this in the i don't break. know we can talk about this in the break. Darren, uh, get some rest, buddy. I- I'll-, I'll-, I'll talk to you over the weekend. We'll- we have a-, a fun game coming up. Uh, thanks for jumping on here. And uh, we're going we're gonna to take a break. Love you, Darren. When See you, buddy. we come back, it's our power play to the playoffs. We're going to look at the best way, the clearest path for the Golden Knights to get in. The BGK Insiders Power Play to the Playoffs here on Fox Sports Las Vegas is being brought to you by the iconic Sahara Las Vegas. Here we go. Power Play to the Playoffs. The Golden Knights are in control of their own fate, and it did not seem like this was going to be a possibility after Vegas dropped the game against the New Jersey Devils on Monday. In fact, it felt like after that game, everyone was writing the season off, even though Vegas had five games to play. And a lot of times that happens when you get into a game where you're supposed to win. We pencil in wins and losses as if this is a sport in hockey that is just predictable. It's not. It's never going to be predictable. There are going to be situations that arise that just do not make any sense. So for the Golden Knights right now, by virtue of the simple fact that they were able to pick up two points against the Washington Capitals now have a clear path to the playoffs, and it is not the one that I thought was going to make the most sense. I thought Vegas was going to be able to track down the Los Angeles Kings. It's not happening. Now, something could happen where the, where the Kings don't pick up uh, another win or two over their final three games. 
I don't expect that to happen, though. The way that L.A. is playing right now, the goaltending that they're getting from Jonathan Quick, I think the Los Angeles Kings have fairly locked themselves into that three spot in the Pacific Division. And barring anything unforeseen, we're looking at Edmonton, Los Angeles in the first round of the playoffs. That's truly what I think is going to happen with the Pacific. Now, that being said, the path for the Golden Knights is now a path that just a week ago I thought was way without, way, uh, way out of their reach. And that is to track down the Dallas Stars who sit right now in the final wild card spot. Dallas, 78 games played, 91 points on the year. Vegas sits just two points back of Dallas with the same amount of games remaining. And the Golden Knights will play the Dallas Stars next week. That game could be one of the biggest games of the regular season in franchise history for the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, it only becomes that if Vegas takes care of business on Sunday against the San Jose Sharks. And San Jose is an interesting opponent because this is a team that simply cannot beat the Vegas Golden Knights. They haven't beaten Vegas over two years now, two seasons. It has not happened for the Sharks in the regular season. This is the San Jose Sharks-Stanley Cup final. The ability to go in to T-Mobile Arena and ruin the hopes and dreams of not just the Vegas Golden Knights, but the city of Las Vegas you know you're going to get the best possible version of the San Jose Sharks. Now, is that going to be enough? I, I don't think so. If I'm penciling in wins, which, you know, in this league is futile to do, I, I still think the Golden Knights come out with a win, which sets up on Tuesday a massive game between Vegas and Dallas. If Dallas wins, then it becomes very difficult for the Golden Knights to make the playoffs. If Vegas wins in regulation and then they win out, the Golden Knights are in. All you're ever asking for if you're a team down the stretch is to put yourself in a position where you don't need help. And right now, Vegas doesn't need any help. As long as they win, they're good. They're in. They're golden. And so I think if you're looking at this season as a whole for the Golden Knights and you're looking at this push, objectively speaking, you give yourself a chance with four games left to make the playoffs. If you're the Golden Knights, you're Pete DeBoer, and I know it's been a slog all year long with injuries, with questions now surrounding goaltending, what the expectation's going to be going into that game against San Jose. If you give yourself, with everything that's happened this year, four games to show out, go full send, and get yourself into the playoffs, eh, I wouldn't bet against the Golden Knights. I'm not going to bet against the Golden Knights. I think this team can win out. I think they can make it easy when you look at the lineup and how it's starting to get healthier and healthier, and we'll get into that in just a second here with Will Carrier on the horizon. <laughs> there I go again, using those vague terminology words to tell you when a player is probably coming back. I would expect Will Carrier to play. On Sunday, which would mean no Jake decision in the lineup. You've got essentially a full NHL expected roster for the Vegas Golden Knights going into that game. And then if you look to Logan Thompson and his last eight starts for the Vegas Golden Knights, he has been 
sensational. He has gotten the results. He has given you what you need from that position. And if Pete is riding Logan Thompson down the stretch, and if the record over the last eight to ten games is an indication, the results are going to come your way. They are. And so the best part about this, and I think what I am so fascinated by, is it doesn't even have anything to do with the Vegas Golden Knights. Because if Vegas is able to run the table, if they make this power play to the playoffs, they will be in as the second wild card, and their first round opponent will be the Colorado Avalanche. The Colorado Avalanche, who have right now 116 points, one of the best regular seasons in Colorado franchise history. And their reward for being the best team in the Western Conference. Their reward will be playing the other team in the conference that everyone expected to be a Stanley Cup favorite until injuries nearly derailed their season. Oh, and by the way, they're getting healthy at the right time and they're finding some magic in their goaltending. By the way, it's also a team that couldn't get it done against Vegas last year in the playoffs, a team that is frustrated constantly when they play against the Golden Knights because of how Vegas plays in the neutral zone. That is all the pressure in the world on the Colorado Avalanche and none of the pressure at all on the Vegas Golden Knights. And if you want an idea of what happens to the Colorado Avalanche when they run into pressure in the playoffs... Do yourself a favor, go back and watch games one through six last year between Colorado and Vegas. Well, don't watch game one. That was a blowout. That was the only time the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche felt good about their game. If you don't think that would be in the back of their mind in round number one, you're mistaken. So this path sets up well for the Golden Knights. This path gives me ultimate chaos in the first round, and I am all about it. So for the Golden Knights... You know, what the, you know what the assignment is. Go out, beat San Jose, then you win out. You beat Dallas in regulation, you're in. You don't need any help from anyone else. This has been the power play to the playoffs. We're back with the play of the day next on the VGK Insider Show. That was the VGK Insider's power play to the playoffs, brought to you by the iconic Sahara Las Vegas, here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. No chance to shoot for Stevenson. Centered. Eichel scores. It's time for the play of the day on the VGK Insider Show. One of the most important plays of the day coming up here. And it happened between the Calgary Flames and the Dallas Stars last night. It was a 2-2 tie in the third period. And all of a sudden, one of the most unassuming goals in the league this year became one of the biggest ones for the Vegas Golden Knights as Chris Tanev's point shot beat Jake Ottinger to give the Golden Knights complete control of their own fate. Seven minutes left here in the third. Face-off win Calgary. Tanev takes a look. He's got a backflip with the tip in. On the setup from Tanev. And Calgary's back on top 3-2. Wins a face-off. Puck's going to go back to the far side to Tanner. He just throws it towards the front. Oh, Backlund's pointing that yeah, it might be Tanner. It, yes. it might have gone off Glenn Denning, Kelly. Let's watch yes, this replay. Indeed. Oh, I, I believe it does. Yeah. And so that's the second time, though, that Michael Backlund's gone to the front of the net. And it's led directly to... 
there you have it. Chris Tanev throws a puck on net. It goes off of Glenn Denning and in past Jake Ottinger, who had himself a phenomenal game for the Dallas Stars. It just was not enough. Dallas went cold offensively at the wrong time, and they went 0-3-0 through Vancouver, Edmonton, and Calgary, and that has opened the door for the Vegas Golden Knights. As we mentioned, uh, that's a massive goal for Vegas. It's an important one for the Golden Knights in what they're doing over the course of uh, the final four games of the season. And just a, a couple other notes out of that game for the Calgary Flames. Calgary clinched the Pacific Division title last night with that 4-2 win over the Dallas Stars, the eighth division title in franchise history. And then uh, the big one for the Calgary Flames depending on how you look at it. Matthew Kachuk, 40-goal scorer and a 100-point player and in need of a new contract. What's that contract going to look like for Matthew Kachuk? That's a discussion for another day. But the most important thing about the Calgary Flames is that Darren Millard came on this program and said that I was right. The, Dow- the Calgary Flames are a wagon. They are a fantastic team. It's going to be tough sledding for anybody going up against Calgary in the playoffs. And I'll tell you, I was right. That's all I'm going to say. I was right. Darren Millard admitted it on this program. He's never going to live that down. We're going to turn it into a promo. Hour number two is coming up. We're going to talk to Ben Goats surrounding the goaltending for the Vegas Golden Knights, what the experts are going into Sunday night's must-win game for Vegas. And then we've got a different twist on one-timers. All that's still to come right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.